So uh, I'm 43 years old, and I have, of course, been a Charlotte sports fan my entire life. You know, we first got the Hornets in 1988. I was nine years old. We got the Panthers in 1993. I was 14 years old. And um, this is the first time in that long time span, I think, that we've ever seen an offseason from both those franchises be so newsworthy, yet so unexciting. <laughs> like, I'm not excited about anything having to do. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always excited for next season. I, I want, I want to see what happens. But with the moves that the the Hornets are gonna have to make, and the things that have happened, and the moves the Panthers have made, particularly today, which is what we're gonna talk about, I'm just, I'm like, whatever, dude. Um, I'm just waiting on a Charlotte Hornets headline to pop up because it's almost like. It sounds like the Panthers and the Hornets are in competition with each other <laughs> yeah. to see who can match the bigger headlines right. for better or for worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like me and you were talking before we came on. Like, who's going to get arrested for the Hornets next? Uh, it, like, it's, it's <laughs> like something is going to happen with them, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, so this is actually, like, kind of breaking news. It happened within the last hour. But, uh uh, apparently, the Carolina Panthers have acquired quarterback Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns uh, in, a, in a trade, in a very favorable trade. And um, it's what's funny about this deal is that the Panthers had been targeting Baker Mayfield for some time. Like, since the season ended, um, there had been talk of Baker Mayfield coming to Charlotte and a lot, a lot of it was dismissive. We were dismissive of it, um, and even Baker Mayfield himself was dismissive of it. The, <laughs> right. the, the news coming from sources close to him was that he didn't want to go to Charlotte, and it wasn't going to happen. And uh, and then, you know, the the Deshaun Watson situation reached a plateau, and Cleveland immediately offered Deshaun Watson a deal, making Baker Mayfield expendable, and then. So that ramped up the trade rumors again. And then uh, it kind of died off. And then last week, there was talk from the major <clears throat> sports media networks that, hey, the Panthers are, they really want Baker Mayfield. And it just came down to a money question. They just right. didn't want to pay the rest of his contract. And they wanted Cleveland uh, to take the brunt of that. And a lot of people felt like, well, Cleveland's not going to do that. They're not just going to, they're not going to pay Carolina to take Baker Mayfield. So okay. they, <laughs> they, so they especially paid us right. to take Baker Mayfield. The deal was a conditional fifth round pick. Conditional that, fifth round pick. That could turn into a fourth round fifth, pick. Yeah. A conditional fifth round pick. And the Panthers only have to pay four point eight five million dollars of Baker Mayfield's eighteen million dollar contract. So we kind of fleeced Cleveland for Baker Mayfield. But there's always a but. <laughs> there's always a but. I'm gonna let Jamal go first. Though. I want to hear his thoughts on on uh, this this deal. All right, man. So when the when the news first popped up, I wanted to verify it, and and the, and the reason why is because how many reports have there how, how many Baker Mayfield reports have there been since March? Like twenty five? I mean, yeah. Like yeah. seriously? Like there was a Baker Mayfield to Charlotte report every five minutes. So. 
wanted to make sure uh, you know we, we verified it, man. And once it was verified, I, I am I gonna sit here and say that I jumped for joy? Nah. <laughs> am I gonna sit here and say that I'm like super excited? No, not 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 really. But when I looked at the deal and I looked at what we didn't give up, I was like, okay, I I started to feel a little a way better about the situation I did when the news was first announced. We gave up basically nothing. Like nothing. you said, that that fifth that fifth round pick is conditional. It could turn into a fourth round pick, man. So it's not like we're giving up the future for Baker May, Baker Mayfield. We didn't give up any huge assets. We're only paying about what four point eight million dollars of the salary that's left over. Why not? But like you said, but. there's always a but. I do feel like we're still spinning our wheels a bit. And that's kind of where I'm at with this. We currently have four quarterbacks on the roster. You're not going to keep all four of these quarterbacks on the roster. You, you should not keep all four quarterbacks. You probably won't even keep three. Uh, really? <laughs> seriously. Seriously. So who's going to go? <laughs> I, you know, I, I may mention last week how we inexplicably signed P.J. Walker to that deal right after the last right after last season ended. So now you have, I don't want to say a problem, but you definitely have a log jam at quarterback. And raise your hand or, or, or comment if you think Baker Mayfield ain't starting week one. Yeah. That should be none of you. There's Baker no quarterback competition at training camp. There's, right. there's Yeah. <laughs> and my second thought was, the Cam Newton era is officially done in Carolina. Um, this is probably end all talks of Cam probably ever coming back to Carolina. Um, I, I still wish he would have got a full season because I, 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 I mentioned Cam because I know that's going to come up. So I just want her to get that out the way. But it uh, it feels like the Cam Newton era is officially done here, man. I will say this, I, and, and I don't know if this is a uh, this may not be a popular take at all. But with Baker Mayfield being added to to the Carolina Panthers, I actually believe there's an outside shot at the playoffs now. And mainly because you look at the, the, the playoff scenarios and the situation now, it may not take but seven or eight wins to get into playoff these days because of the extra playoff spot that we that the NFL currently has now. So I, I look at the Baker Mayfield trade, and overall I'm positive about it, but I still feel like we are spinning our wheels just a bit. Yeah, uh, uh, real quick, Danny Thompson. Um, we now have a better quarterback than the Falcons do. So let's. We will have a better quarterback. Yeah, let's Falcons. just. I mean, that's I, what yeah. So there's that. Okay, that's, but, what, that's what that's what matters out of all of this. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, objectively speaking, it's not. Yeah, like I said, it's not a bad deal at all. I mean, once I mean, first I was like, oh man, Baker Mayfield. What did we give up to give him? And then when I you know read what we essentially didn't give up, I was like, okay, that's. It's a pretty good deal, honestly. Uh, right. Now, it is important to note that um, this is the last year of Baker Mayfield's rookie deal. Yeah. Um, he did not want to come to Carolina, at least from what we what we understood before. I would be very surprised if he resigned here, and I Same. really think that Baker Mayfield will be a sought after free agent at the end of his rookie deal this year. I, I think other teams are going to want him. And if he doesn't want to be here and if the Panthers end up having a mediocre season, um, he's not going to want to stay. And actually if the Panthers have a stellar season, he's not going to want to stay because then other teams will really be interested in him if he has a good season with us. So this is like a one year rental. And this is why I, I agree with you on the, 
the spinning the wheels thing. It's like, okay, we got a guy that a lot of people believe is better than Sam Darnold. More on that in a second. But, okay, so now we have an outside shot to make the playoffs, especially with there being a, another seed. Um, okay, we make the playoffs with Sam Darnold. I mean, I'm sorry, with Baker Mayfield. And then, and then what? And then what? We leave next season, and then we're back to uh, we're going to start Matt Corral or, or Sam Darnold. And that's if, if Sam Darnold is even still here, the Panthers may end up dealing him. Um, it's just that, I, it, like, this is obviously not a long-term move, and it, it can't possibly be a win-now move because regardless <laughs> of what you think about Baker Mayfield, he's not good enough to be like, a win that like okay, this is the move that finally it, it, it's it's not the move that propels us in the NFC championship. No, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it, not, it, it's, it's not. It, it the, I, I I guess the the it, it maybe stabilizes the quarterback situation some next season, but yeah. I mean unless you unless you really think you can convince him to 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 sign an extension, which I I would actually be super surprised if. Baker Mayfield signed an extension at the end of this season. Why would he? Unless right. he just comes here and he's like, you know, I was wrong about Carolina. But th- th- this is Baker Mayfield. This is a guy who coming out of college had a ton of fanfare. He does not want to play in Carolina. He doesn't want to play in Cleveland. Cleveland, right. He wants to go to a big market team, uh, a team that is, can make bigger moves in order to be a playoff team. Yeah. Know? And so I, a, t- a team like Chicago, right? Yeah. It, it's it, it, out there. So where does that leave us? I mean, okay. So we didn't really give up anything for this one year rental, but it, it like, what does it do? That it, it, I don't think, I don't think uh, long-term with the Carolina Panthers or even in the immediate short term, uh, it does a lot to move the needle. Um, look, ma'am, I am going to steal uh, a saying from our brother, Rodney, um, the Panthers, David Tepper mainly, because I, I kind of feel like this is coming from Tepper mainly. The, the, the team just don't – they don't want to take their medicine. They just don't want to no. – uh, they don't want to go through the what, the, the the rigors <laughs> of, 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 of this season. And I don't want to say tanking, but they're not going to put themselves in a position to draft high to get that talent from whoever it may be next season. You know what I mean? And and I'm not even saying there is a franchise guy out there next season. Let, let me let me be clear about that. But with that being said, man, it just seems like we're not willing to go through the natural progression. I guess that's a better way of putting it, to kind of solve our quarterback problem. It, it's like a spinning hamster wheel, man. We keep trying to do the same things over and over and over again, man. And, again, like you said, man, very good short-term deal. You know, it's, it's, it's low risk for us, but we need to start thinking in terms of the long-term, of the long game. I, See, I think that Tepper, I think you hit the nail on the head. Tepper is not willing to do a rebuild because he know Tepper's a businessman. He didn't just, like, accidentally become a billionaire. Right. He knows that rebuilds for cities like Charlotte, are they're dangerous. They are very, very angry. Listen, we we were here during the Matt Moore days. We we were here when Vinny Testaverde was trotted out there quarterback. Yeah, fortunately, the Panthers are are more cemented in in Charlotte than the Hornets are. But like the Bobcats barely survived that rebuild. 
Right. Barely, I mean, barely. We went 7-59. Yeah. There were talks of, man, Jordan's going to sell the team because he, despite that season, he had already made a profit off of it because apparently he only paid like $50 million for the team. Right. I mean, and, and it was like, okay, the NBA messed up by giving Charlotte a team again after they left. There was a lot of talk of, you know, the Bobcats being gone because we had to, to go through that rebuild. Um, I don't think Tepper wants to risk that with the Carolina Panthers. He knows he's going to lose a lot of money. He's already probably in the red from Charlotte FC, even though they're having a relatively successful first season, but it takes a lot of capital to get an expansion team off the ground. I, I don't, I just don't think that he wants to go through what it's going to take in the NFL where tanking does work to, to be good again. I mean, the Panthers were not good until we went two and fourteen and got Cam Newton. We got to do that again. Speaking of Cam Newton, here's 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 me here's Jamal Bayless today. Here's my hot take for today. Going off of what you just said, relating to what you just said, I think a lot of that has to do with Cam Newton. Let me explain, please. You everybody in this chat, everybody that's watching this podcast, and you and I both know this. There are a, a a huge amount of Panther fans that were Panther fans because of Cam Newton. How many of those fans said the hell with buying tickets after Cam Newton left? A lot. <laughs> it's no coincidence the attendance did what it did after Cam Newton left. So now you have a situation where, and let's be very clear, before today, how many Panthers fans were super excited about Panthers the Panthers going into next season? Let, let's be let's be for real, okay? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. uh, unless you were die die hard, I, I could not. I, I could see that stadium being half filled next season. The, at least this move gives us a chance to be competitive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like going into next season with Sam Darnold, none of us had hope that we make the playoffs. <laughs> you, you know, we were kind of banking on hopefully Christian McCaffrey's healthy and that'll make us make us look somewhat competitive. But now with Baker Mayfield on the pitch, it's like, okay, at least we have a shot at at least um, uh, having some entertaining football going into next season. Yeah, I mean, there's always the plus of increased media covers. This is right. Baker Mayfield. You know, he's probably the most famous uh, player the Panthers have had since Cam Newton. Um, I mean, that's always a bonus. Uh, and if the Panthers end up having a good season, all will be forgiven. People are going to say, man, what a great move it was. Right. Bring Baker Mayfield in, even though he may or may not be the reason the Panthers are better or worse next season. We think the defense is going to be improved. They've made some improvements to the offensive line. Um, you've got to think there will be some sort of improvement with the Carolina Panthers, regardless of Baker Mayfield is playing or not. But, if the Panthers are good, then he's, of course, going to get all the credit. And like I said before, his agent's going to say, hey, look, uh, other 29 teams in the league, or 31 teams, um, look at what my guy did for the lowly Carolina Panthers. Look how terrible they were. You know, they sign him uh, and for, for Penny, and they make the playoffs. Don't you want that? And other teams are going to go, oh, yeah, of course we want that. So, um it's. I just don't. I like. What's what's the plan here? Obviously, the plan is not to tank. They want to maintain some kind of baseline of um, 
that line between mediocrity and semi-success and competitive football at least semi-competitive football basically. right because yeah. because if you go two and 14 again you will have no one in the stands you yeah, will right, have right. no one in the stands. You, you will be you will be selling lower level tickets for 30 bucks yeah if you go two and 14 yeah but but i it, it, if you look at, I mean, you look at the the turn the Carolina Panthers made when they got Cam Newton to go from Cam Newton to Luke Keekley to three straight division championships and a Super Bowl appearance, like that's what you build for, right? Right. Um, you know, I th- this idea of building just hey, we need a team that's gonna we, we need to build a competitive team um, with no long term plan next season. I'm I'm not a fan. Of that. All right, let me let me let me ask you this question, man, because there's something on my mind today, man. Can we compare, let's say, the Panthers' weapons to what he had in Cleveland? So you look at our offensive line. Now, I'm not going to say our offensive line is Cleveland good because Cleveland had a pretty damn good offensive line, but it is improved. We, and, you know, it, I think it's easy for everyone to say that our, our offensive line should be much improved going into next season. So you couple that with the fact that, you know, you have a healthy DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who's – a little bit of a wild card, which I'll explain in a minute, and cross our fingers and hope to God Chris McCaffrey's healthy. You know, how do you compare these the, the, all weapons to Cleveland's weapons? What, are, does, does that excite you that Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield may have these guys to work with? Okay, so let's look at the the Cleveland Browns, the 2020 Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Okay, they were 11 and five. They were third in their division, but they did make the playoffs. Okay, not bad, uh, not bad at all. Yeah, not bad. I'm going to name some of the the weapons that um, Baker Mayfield have for the team: Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, so stop me if you if I've come across anyone that's better than anyone on the Panthers so far. <laughs> just, just feel free. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's like. Those are not bad names. You got, you got pro bowlers on there. You got Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham. Now, to be fair, Odell Beckham only played second. Yeah, he got hurt that season. year. He was injured. But Jarvis Landry is not like chopped liver, right? Uh, either. So, I think that he had a better team uh, that year in Cleveland than what he would have had last season in Carolina. But it's too early for me to look at the current Panthers team as constructed and say, okay, that's the same level. Because I, I think on paper, if you look at the Panthers roster, okay, they look like with a competent quarterback, like they might win some games. Yeah. And, um, you know, if if McCaffrey is healthy, and really that's the X factor. If McCaffrey is healthy, the sky's the limit. You know? listen, um, listen. But if, if, if he pulls a Gordon Hayward – then um, we'll see a different team on the field. Thanks for thanks for depressing everybody on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to keep it a buck, right? I, keep, I mean, <laughs> I mean, my, I, who who knows with McCaffrey? You know, just who knows? He's 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 that good of a player, though. I mean, hey, look, you you know, look, I, I've I've never in Panthers history seen anybody that's such a, a difference maker more than Chris McCaffrey. Not even Cam Newton. Yeah, I know that's a yeah, maybe I, I, I Cam. Maybe Luke. Luke. Maybe, Luke. maybe Luke on Luke defensively, was, yeah. but offensively, there's no bigger X factor than Chris McCaffrey, man. It, it, it almost, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but 
quarterbacks' jobs a lot easier, obviously. When Christian McCaffrey was playing last season, people were talking about Sam Donald making the Pro Bowl. That's all. Yeah. I mean, that's all you. That's that, and, and, and the second he that he goes down, Sam Donald was never the same. So that's <laughs> that's how good Christian McCaffrey is. So if McCaffrey comes back and he's healthy and Baker Mayfield's balling. Then the rest of the sports world is gonna say, "Man, man, Baker Mayfield, that was a good move." But really, it was it was McCaffrey. Which brings um, me to my next, my next point. There was some debate about is Baker Mayfield really better than Sam Darnold? Because a lot of people are saying, "Hey, this is an upgrade for us that we really didn't have to pay anything for." Right. Um, and I think there's some nuance to that conversation. Okay. Uh, I think there's a ton of nuance to that conversation. Right, so they, they both came in the same year. Uh, Baker Mayfield was the number one pick. Sam Darnold was the number three pick. Baker Mayfield went to a Cleveland Browns team that had been building already. Yeah, right. Whereas Sam Darnold went to a very, very bad Jets team that does not know how to build anything. Um, right. This is an interesting stat to me. They both came in 2018. And since that time, there's only one person in the league that has thrown more interceptions than Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield. He's thrown more interceptions than Sam Darnold. Now, he's thrown a lot more touchdowns, but as we said before, I mean, when you got Odell Beckham on your team, um, right. even though Odell Beckham only played uh, seven games that season, uh, that's a big that's a big target, you know, to, to yeah. So, however, having said that, Baker Mayfield has been to the playoffs. He did win Rookie of the Year. He had a great rookie season. I mean, he he, he had an absolutely stellar rookie season, you know, enough to get uh, the Rookie of the Year. I think he threw 27 touchdowns uh, to, like, 13 interceptions or something that season. They had a losing season, but, I mean, it, it was clear that he was going to be a solid NFL quarterback, unlike Sam Darnold, who did not have a great rookie season. Um you know, so I can see why people look and say, "Hey, we got an upgrade here," but I'm I'm not sure, especially based on last year's performance. Both guys were injured some, but I'm not sure if that's the case anymore. I'm not sure if if I can definitively say right now Baker Mayfield is that much better than Sam Donald. They're both bottom. They're both bottom dwellers in nearly every major statistical category for QBs, and we're talking about last season here. Right, um, they're both near the bottom. I, I mean, like, what? What's the difference in, in football terms? Maybe someone can explain to me, like, what really makes big? Because I'm, admittedly, I've not seen a lot of Cleveland Browns games, so it's hard for uh, me to say from a football standpoint. What is it that Baker does that makes him so much better than Sam Darnold? I'll, I'll frame it this way, and, and yeah, and, and like you, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I watched every Cleveland Browns game that came on TV. But I'll, I'll frame it this way. Number one, we got to go back to the great equalizer. The great equalizer, once again, is Christian McCaffrey. That's that's the great equalizer. We we both can agree he'll make Baker Mayfield's job easier. That's number one if he stays healthy. Number two, in a, in a two-minute situation, game on the line, who do you trust more, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? I'm going to say Baker Mayfield. I'm going to tell you why. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one simple reason why I trust Baker Mayfield in the two-minute situation a little more than Sam Darnold does. Number one, confidence. <laughs> now, you go back to the interceptions. Yeah, you can say, yeah, he threw a bunch of picks. 
maybe you can point that to that kind of gunslinger mentality. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, he can also make things happen. I think he's Baker Mayfield's mobile like Sam Donald is. Um, He's probably just as accurate, or it probably about the same. But I think confidence and the ability to make plays, I probably go with Baker slightly over Sam Donald in that aspect. So. Going back to everything, I still think it's a very slight upgrade, and we didn't give up anything. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'll agree that it is a slight upgrade. But I, I made this analogy before on someone's Facebook post. Like, uh, Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold in the way that a Hyundai is better than a Kia. Now, I'm starting to out there that drives a Hyundai or a Kia. They're actually very nice cars. But like the difference between the two is like like uh, okay that's, that's like a Hyundai is really really nice, but a Kia Stinger is also really nice too. It, it just depends on what you want um, <clears throat> out of out of your quarterbacks. Um, I, I just I'm not sure if we're going to see much of a like that much of a difference as far as quarterback play is concerned. I think that the Panthers as a whole. The, the difference in this this coming up season and last season will be the whole of the parts. Right. The defense will be better. The offensive line will be better. McCaffrey will be healthy. Like, um, like Kind of like the Cleveland Browns as a whole were just better than the Carolina Panthers, which is why they went to the playoffs and we did. I, there, you, there you go. I, Hello. Yeah, um, but, I mean, I overall, I mean, I, first of all, um, Welcome, Sam. Uh, I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield to the, Car- the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. I hope I hope you like it here because actually, as a Panthers fan, here's what I would like to happen. I'd like the Panthers to have a really good season next season. Not even they don't even have to be great. They don't even have to win the division. They just need to be better than the Falcons, which won't be that hard. But but they just need to have a really solid season. Show some improvement. You know, some reasons to get excited about the next season. And then Baker Mayfield say, you know what? I like it here. I like the system here. I love the city. I will say this. Everyone loves the city. No one comes to Charlotte and says, man, man, what this place? That No one says that. Um, I mean, you're coming from Cleveland. That shouldn't be no, hard. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland got, let's see, they got Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> they, uh, got LeBron, dirty, they got a dirty late. Yeah. LeBron, uh, that's about <laughs> it. So, uh, <laughs> they don't even have LeBron James right now. He's in L.A. So, um I would hope that he comes here. He likes the city. He likes the team. He likes Matt Rule. We don't like Matt Rule, but maybe he does. And then he, <laughs> he signs an extension. He says, okay, I'm going to give it another three seasons here. And then we're able to really try and build on any success that we have next season. If he leaves next season, then that kind of that knocks us back a peg. It, yeah. Unless you, you really know, think Matt Corral is going to be like that guy. You, you, you know what I wonder, man? I wonder what the why is. Here's what I mean by that. I I wonder what made the Carolina Panthers throughout this whole process, because it has been a process since like since the end of last season, basically. Why Baker Mayfield? Like, why were the Panthers just so hell bent on Baker Mayfield? Not not anybody else. Not not a draft pick, but Baker Mayfield. And I just wonder did did Scott Fitterer or whoever or Tepper or whoever, did they think to themselves, okay, Baker Mayfield, he, he, he's in this culture in Cleveland, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel like he really wants to be there. 
And then the whole Deshaun Watson saga happens. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? Maybe Federer thought, okay, he did this there. But if he comes here, we can get more out of him. We see something that other teams don't. And I'm just wondering, did they think that way? I I think, no, I think it just comes to David Tepper. Since he's taken over as the owner of the Carolina Panthers, he's wanted to make a splash. He's wanted to make that big move. He was he was willing to, to risk it all for Deshaun Watson. And I don't think necessarily because Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, but it was like, that's a huge move for the Car- – that would be probably the biggest move the Carolina Panthers would have ever pulled off signing someone of the caliber of Deshaun Watson. And it was right. Pepper's way to say, look, hey, it's it's a new sheriff in town. We're going to do yeah. things differently than we did – In the old regime. Right, because I'm here. And, I mean, to be fair, Baker Mayfield, that that's big for the Carolina Panthers. It wouldn't be that big for, like, the Miami Dolphins. But for the Panthers – or, 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 or the Denver Broncos who got Russell Wilson, hint, hint, wink, wink. But, you know, we, we, we tried for Russell Wilson. I don't think he wanted to come here for some reason, probably right. because he but, looked at the offensive line and was like, hell no, I went through that in Seattle <laughs> for eight years. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think that Tepper just wanted to make a splash. He's wanted to make that splash since he's taken over the team, and now he's made it. And – um. We'll see where it takes us. Real quick, uh, I want to answer this question. Who makes the playoffs first? Charlotte Football Club, Hornets, or Panthers? <laughs> I got Charlotte no. FC, man. <laughs> Charlotte FC is one spot out of the playoffs right now. I, I got Charlotte FC going. I'm going to say Charlotte FC as well. Uh, who, who, by the way, got their first road win uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. So, shout out and, to Charlotte but, Yeah, FC. despite that, like I said, they're only one spot out of the, the, the last – Playoff seed, boy, wouldn't that be a kick in the face? What a god, that's sad. It's <laughs> like, good lord, man. Um, I think okay, so here's what I think I think Charlotte FC, and then by just because the NFL playoffs will start before the NBA playoffs, I, th- I actually think all three teams will make the playoffs next season. I, that's hey, really? yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I think the Panthers will sneak into that last spot. If we were doing the old six seeds, no. But I think we might be able to slide into that seventh seed. And I think the Hornets will make um, – I don't expect the East to be like it was this past season. You're not going to have ten teams with winning records in the East this year. I think that was an anomaly. Because that had never happened in the history of the NBA before where you had 10 teams in the Eastern Conference all make winning records and, you know, you can only pick eight of them. Two of them have to to sit out. I don't see that happening again with the Hornets. I mean, the Hornets record will be – we'll talk about this more as we get close to the Hornets season. But uh, it will be a slight improvement over it was last season and they'll probably make the 7th, 8th seed. So I'm, I'm being optimistic here. I don't want to do that. I know. I know. I know we're, we're Charlotte sports fans. We we thrive on misery. <laughs> we are programmed to be sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'll, I'll go. I guess I'll go ahead and answer that question, man. Real, real quickly. I know you got another uh, question you want to answer, man. But for the last question, I'm a lot less optimistic about the Hornets than Kaz is. I think Miles Bridges is a huge loss. Um, at the same time, I don't think the East is going to be as strong as it was last year. So we'll see, man. Um, with that being said, I do actually have the Panthers sneaking into the playoffs last season because of you know same reasons Kaz did, and I got Charlotte FC sneaking into the playoffs as well. So I just want to answer that question real quick. If the Panthers don't make the playoffs, is it Matt Rule's fault? And will will he get another season? Does he deserve another season if we don't make? You it? know what? I fit, what, what fair is something you see with pigs and 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 Ferris wheels. <laughs> it don't matter whether it's fair or his fault or not, bro. I think if they don't make the playoffs, that might be the death knell. Either way, I think yeah, I think Tepper's gonna say, "Hey, look, man, I went and got you Baker Mayfield." Like and he's gonna use that like he's supposed to. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Hey, man, I got you, Baker Mayfield. You couldn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Get out of here. Let's do like the Hornets did. Let's bring Ron Rivera back. <laughs> I, don't say that. You know what? Let's move on. I, I, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> Did we have some more questions we wanted to answer, man? <laughs> um, someone, uh, Swagner, our boy Swagner, does this mean Matt Curl pick is looking like it will turn into Wilger 2.0? Kind of a wasted pick. I don't think there's ever such a thing as wasting a pick on a quarterback if you don't have stability at quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he might end up being the next Will Greer, but because because of the instability of the quarterback situation in Carolina, I, I, you, you got to draft a, a quarterback that you I, think could possibly move into the spot. I, I'll, I'll answer this. Swagner, I'll answer you this way. Up until today – I thought there could be a real possibility that Matt Corral could be the starter for the Panthers going into going into next season. I, I never really said that on on the podcast, but just kind of judging off what I've seen and uh, what I've been hearing in training camp, um, I actually kind of thought that was a real possibility, man. But to answer your question, we'll see. Um, I, I think it's probably too early in the process to answer that. Oh man, look at look at who we got. Who who's this guy? This is what brings Rodney out, y'all. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield brings Rodney back. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Like a villain. What's going on? Did you um you, you got your Baker Mayfield jersey on back order yet? Or what are we doing? Um if the past three years of indication, uh what am I buying the jersey for to not be able to use it the following year? <laughs> I mean, you can still wear your Teddy Bridgewater jersey. It's cool. I mean, yeah, nah. yeah, we'll, we'll pick at you, but you can you just, still wear it. You just black nah, the name down on the back. No, nah, but I mean, I, I don't – honestly, I don't think it's a bad move, like a, a truly bad move. You'll be paying him roughly under $5 million next year. And you're able to just kind of evaluate him fully on if you're going to extend him or not. And 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 quite frankly, like two years ago, they played in the AFC Championship game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he, he had a pretty good performance. And last year, he was injured. Uh, some, I mean, just just some of my some of my concerns maybe is he he reminds me of one of those NBA players that, like a J.R. Smith, like thinks he's better than he is sometimes. And so I, that that that's one thing I do worry about. Like pretty much everyone on the Hornets. Uh, it, we, we, we we call that irrational, irrational confidence. Irrational confidence, yeah. And, and I don't see nothing wrong with a one-year flyer on him. 
if 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 if, if everything kind of fails, you're basically going to have a new coach with a top ten pick and a new quarterback. I mean, that, that's that's just the way it is. No, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, I there, I think there's more uh, positives than negatives for this, mainly because the Panthers didn't have we didn't have to give up nothing. I mean, how often do you see a team in in the Carolina, Charlotte, whatever, even the Hurricanes, not having to give up the farm for even a decent player? I yeah, mean, right. It's, it's rare that that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We need to give I, I thought for sure. I thought for sure when I heard we had got Baker Mayfield. I'm thinking, okay, Chris a third or fourth rounder. Yeah, third. Yeah, third rounder. Probably one of our young guys. This is stupid. And then there's like a conditional fifth round pick. Oh, what? what? Yeah, not that bad, right? That's what you were worth to the Cleveland Browns. Which okay, so that begs this question: If Baker Mayfield was that good. Then why did you give him away? Then, then he should still be in Cleveland. Is that what? Yeah, you're it, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm why, why leap to Deshaun Watson? And it's looking now like Deshaun Watson may not play a game in the NFL this season. Why would you just give him away? I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this: Deshaun Watson, when healthy, when he last played, was was an infinite bit. Oh yeah, infinite, yeah, 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 no, no. And, no and, and and Baker to me, with the right system, right pieces, running the game around him, he's an adequate quarterback. He could make some throws, but Deshaun would Deshaun would be that quarterback you need to get you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Cleveland wanted to get to that next level, and I'm, I'm gonna say this: we need to get to that next level too because uh, <laughs> past two years that that quarterback that that quarterback play hasn't been good, and so I think with better offensive line play. And a fingers crossed, healthy CMC. We should be, don't, don't do that. We should be to a eight nine <laughs> win level. If Gordon Hayward's healthy, the Hornets play to make the playoffs, right? <laughs> if he's on this roster, if it was up to me. Oh boy! So, um, you know, no, I, I'll tell you. What, hey, listen, man. The, the irony of all this is week one. You'll see Baker Mayfield probably against Jacoby Brissett. That's the irony in all this. <laughs> hey, all right, all right. Way too early predictions for that game, Jamal. Ooh, I'm. Oh boy, I'm going to go thirty twenty four Panthers first game. Rodney, Jacoby plays for the Browns. We <laughs> played the Browns the first game of the year. Uh, don't get back. I'm going to say 20 to 24 Cleveland. They run for 200 yards because we still haven't figured out how to stop it. Because we still haven't figured out how to stop the run. That's a really good point. <laughs> uh, I, think, good point. I think I'm going to say 21-17 Carolina. And because not because we stopped the run, but because we focus on the run just enough to where Cleveland doesn't have that many scoring opportunities. And uh, we eke out a very, very, very close win because Cleveland, if, if Deshaun Watson's not playing, and he probably won't be, they're not going to want to throw a lot against the Carolina secondary, especially if Horn's back and he's healthy. They're not going to want Jacoby Brissett to, to be chucking downfield when you got 
those guys in the back there. They're going to run Nick Chubb a lot because they know Panthers can't stop the run. And the Panthers, that's what I'm scared of. They're going to stack the box. They're going to go eight in the box, and they're going to say, okay, well, we got to get past these guys first, and you guys are going to have to throw the ball, and that will be the story of the game. And Baker Mayfield will do something ridiculous. He's going to score a touchdown and do something anti-Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people are going to talk about it. And I'm like, uh, look. That could either that could either be a really good thing or a really bad thing. Yeah, I'm telling. Yeah, you know he's gonna do it. He's gonna I, he's gonna do. He's gonna find some Browns fans in the stands and like throw the football at him. I, I I think I think he's gonna pull a, he's gonna pull a to and go to the middle of the field, spike the ball, look at the look at the uh, Browns bench, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gonna be a crazy. It's gonna be a crazy week one. But you but you know what. Joshua brings up a, a good point, man. We got the rookie going up against Miles Gary, Week One. Ooh, boy! Welcome is, to the NFL. Okay. Really. So this is where we're going to have to see how good of a coach Matt Rule is, because obviously nobody on the Panthers' offensive line can go one on one with Miles Gary. No, that's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen, bro. Yeah, you you you're just going to get beat every play. So you're going to have to scheme around one guy on the other side of the ball. And we have not seen Matt Rule effectively do that. We, we haven't seen well, well, Kaza, coordinators Kaza, do that. Kaza, do, do, do we even have anybody to scheme with? There, there's no scheme when everybody says. Strength, strength in numbers, though. That's the thing. With, with the, I'll, I'll, I'll give a perfect example here. And I hate to use these guys as an example, but I'm the Seattle Seahawks, okay? Seattle Seahawks, obviously one of the, the best defense in the league over the last 10 years, but they actually had one of the worst offensive lines in football. It was like Carolina and Seattle had the two worst offensive lines. But you look at the amount of duress Cam Newton was under, and you look at the amount of duress that Russell Wilson was under, and you look yeah. at the plays that Russell Wilson was able to do with a busted-up offensive line, and, and and then you look at how the Panthers left Cam Newton out to dry in the Super Bowl. Compare that to what they did, it, what Seattle did in the Super Bowl, in order to protect Russell Wilson because they knew yeah. that they were going to have to keep him upright to win. So you can scheme around a poor offensive line, uh, Especially if, in the case of Miles Garrett, I mean that's the biggest threat that Cleveland has to getting to the quarterback. You've got to you've got to game plan around that. If they don't, if they're like if they do Rivera and uh, that that one guy who I don't even remember his name because like, I hated him so much, the uh, off former offensive coordinator for the Panthers. If you say, hey, you know, we're just gonna leave. Um, <laughs> Matt, what was his name? Shula. No, not not Shula. What was our right our right tackle who got eviscerated oh. by Vaughn Miller in the Super Bowl? Was it Rimmers? Rimmers? Mike Rimmers. Yes. Yeah. Remember the great game game plan to leave Mike Rimmers on an island against the best pass rusher in the league? Not even chip block. Yeah, Matt Rule can't do that. Week one, it, it, he's got to do something. So, guys, I, I got a question for you. So. Is so I'm actually question. Bacon Mayfield is the blank best quarterback in the NFC South. Third. Third. <laughs> name the name the four in order. Oh, Tom Brady. Brady number one. Uh, with Jameis two. Jameis. 
and whoever the hell the Falcons tried out there. Baker the and yeah. yeah, and then I don't know who who, who quarterback for the Falcons now. Danny, you still on? Danny, you, you quarterback in quarter. Danny, yeah. you quarterback. In. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I I would put Baker number two. Okay, so yeah, it's close between Jameis and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, if you think about it, they're the same type of player. If you really think yeah. about it, uh, they're no, very they're very similar, I, except I, for the fact Jameis can't James move like Baker. Arm. Say it again. Jameis has a better arm. Yes, and and and, and he's more adept to taking risks. But, but Baker takes a lot of risks too, though. No, but. Both of those guys will give the ball to the other team. Right. They'll do it. <laughs> right. right. Uh, I, I think that Jameis has an experience advantage, which means a lot as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, no um, doubt. Playing with the Saints, I mean, come on. I, I think any one of us or anybody in the chat could go be the quarterback for the damn Saints. Um with their offensive system, their their the I legacy mean, of their offensive system. I, I mean, do we really know what they look like without Sean Payton? Yeah, that was a good question because you got to remember Sean Payton's no longer there anymore. So what? what is I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine you would the new coaching staff would deviate so much from something that has worked for yeah. so long. I right. mean, the Sean Payton system has made New Orleans relevant. You know, for the last twenty years or so, I I, I would imagine. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get the same level of coaching and management decisions and logistic decisions that Sean Payton would make. Um, their new coaching staff is going to have to deal with those growing pains. But I think from a from a system perspective, um, I think Jameis would benefit. He's going to benefit from that more than Sam Donald is going to benefit from whatever system Matt Rule implements. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we don't we'll even know what system is that. Run, <laughs> run, Christian McCaffrey until he dies. That's that's the Panthers system. I, I, I listen it, to speak more of that man. The Panthers have got to go into next season to kind of try to try to to try to rectify that part first. We're all going to be very excited. Chris McCaffrey is going to be healthy for the three or four games that he's going to be healthy or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> So with that being said, man, I think it is so important that we find balance in that offensive system, whatever that offensive system is going to be. Now, I said it at nauseum, Chris McCaffrey should make Baker Mayfield's job a lot easier, but at the same time, I don't want him having 50 damn touches a game to try to make his job a lot easier. We got to trust Baker Mayfield to throw the ball down the field, um, just like we got Hey, man, like, don't we have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore? Speaking of Robbie Anderson. Terrence Marshall Jr. Yeah. How about they get open? Then we don't have to throw the ball down the field to those guys. Yeah. How about I I, I, I mean, I was looking at some video, and there were were a lot of plays where DJ and especially Robbie was open, but that quarterback position couldn't drive that ball to where they needed to be. Well. And I completely understand the frustration that Robbie had last year because Essentially, you're playing with his money, but not getting those touches. So, I fully expect Baker to be more accurate than, than Sam and, and more composed, but more more so. And Christian McCaffrey is an interesting safety valve when he's healthy. 
like Jamal alluded to, we don't we don't know if he's going to be healthy for eight games, four games, two. The first game, even if even if he's healthy the whole season, the Panthers can't use him as the safety valve all the time. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't. You've got to have some use him as a decoy. He will just him being on the field will keep the defense honest. Um, I don't. I think Joe Brady didn't. I, maybe he understood that, but I understand it's hard when you have somebody as good as McCaffrey to just not use them. But, but here, here's my question. Here's what we haven't touched on yet, man. It doesn't seem like Robbie Anderson is too excited about Baker Mayfield coming to Carolina. And, I, and I'm basing that off of tweets and, and his, his, you know, his little shady remarks on Twitter and his Instagram posts and all that stuff. I don't know how big of a factor that's going to play in the next season, man. You know what I mean? Like, I if I if I'm the coach, I'm like, you know, you got to be professional. Show up, whoever the quarterback is. But I, but I just wonder how much of that is going to really affect their relationship next season. I, I don't know, man. Well, Robbie's interesting. He's from Florida, so I can't. Very. <laughs> I mean, the, the offensive line. I think everyone who saw the Carolina Panthers play a game last season can agree. With better offensive line play, the team is better. I mean, that goes for any team in professional football. Your offensive line is better. Your team is going to be better. But I think the reason that a lot of the reason that we weren't able to drive the ball downfield is because we just didn't have time for the quarterback to take his drop, make the reads, and the receivers to make the proper routes. I mean, there were times where, I mean, the defense is in the backfield as soon as the ball stopped. You couldn't even take a three-step drop. Kaza, how many times did I did I did we say on this podcast last season that like you know quarterback is going to be the the focal point always you know what I mean? But how many times did we say on this podcast that the whole offense was dysfunctional from top to bottom? Oh and, yeah, and and and, 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 and you know th- that obviously didn't make Sam Darnold's job any easier. <laughs> so hopefully some of that dysfunction is is going to be fixed. Going into next season, if not, Baker Mayfield is going to face the same problem Sam Darnold had. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, plus, you're you've got two guys coming off injuries. I know that Sam Darnold came off his injury uh, near the end of last season, uh, and Baker Mayfield played injured last season. But you got two guys coming off fairly major injuries. You can't have those guys taking hits, and you can't even have those guys seeing ghosts. Right. Which right. we've seen Sam Donald do. We've seen him see ghosts. We saw that last season. And I think Baker Mayfield may see ghosts if the offensive line is not playing like it's supposed, like they're supposed to play. He, he doesn't want to get injured again. And like we said, he will throw the ball to the other team. He'll, he'll, he'll want to make the big play. Um, O-line I, just be, got flat out. They just got to be better. i tell you what I don't want to see next season. The last thing I want to see next season is another QB carousel. I don't want to see Sam Darnold start one week and Baker Mayfield start the other week and PJ Walker coming off the bench in the second half. Like I listen, whoever the whoever the quarterback is going to be, I want that quarterback to be the quarterback for the entire season, man. I, last season was such a, a a mess of an offense and a mess of the quarterback situation, man. I just hope that whoever they they decide on brings them some continuity at least all of next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just gotta pick your guy and go with him. Pick your guy, go with him. 
Diago with him. Uh, and then, you know, barring injury, that's the guy you're going to ride out. I think that's going to be Baker Mayfield, you know, regardless. Hey, hey, hey but interesting question. Is, is Sam Donald Matt Rule's guy? Like, is, is that his is that his son on the team? No. You know Actually, what I mean? P.J. Walker is Matt Rule's guy. Yeah, that's Matt Rule's guy. Very interesting uh, what happens to him um, before the season starts in the preseason if he if they decide to keep – well, they're not going to keep four quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah. I, why would you? They're not. They, I mean, they, they, they should. Not right. Um, so who's going to go? I, I don't think it's going to be the guy you just drafted that that may spell the end of P.J. Walker uh, as a Carolina Panther, at least on the active roster. Um, yeah. You, you probably go down to the practice squad. But um, I, I'm here's here's actually what I wonder what may happen. Sam Donald will probably have a good shoulder during training camp. So now, yeah, yeah, right. So now, now what? You know, you've got to. Matt Rule's going to have to make a really, really tough decision, and we've seen him not have the ability to make that hard decision. He could not decide last season whether he wanted Cam Newton on the field or Sam Darnold on the field when he had both of those guys available, and we saw that indecisiveness directly lead to a loss when he did not run Cam Newton on a goal line play a guy who has a, a 98% success rate in that situation. And then you come out in the press conference and say, well, we Sam Donald can do the same thing. Um, that indecisiveness. And then you try it with Sam Donald. It doesn't even go right. Yeah, exactly. Um, that indecisiveness is going to rear its ugly head during training camp in the preseason, I think. Because Sam, I think Sam Donald is going to come out. He's going to have a decent preseason. Yeah. Uh, training camp. Because it's training camp. I mean, Chris McCaffrey's going to be healthy during training camp, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're 1,000% sure Baker will beat out Sam. I, I mean, like I said, I know. Yeah, no, it's going to be I'm a not. very competitive training camp, and Matt Rule is going to cry himself to sleep, wishing he had stayed in college because in college, this is a much easier decision to make. Oh uh, well, he 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 may be back soon enough, man. Time will tell. So, but I wasn't supposed to say that. No, no, no. Seven years, because that's how long yeah. it took Z. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the rock. Gave you prompt on the first joint. <laughs> all laid out. Didn't really appreciate it till the second one came out. <laughs> Stretch the game out. Etch your name out. Put rules on. Take your stop. It's a hard knock life, man. <laughs> Oh, Matt, we're going to miss him. I, I'll say this. We've had some bad coaches in the, the pantheon of the, the Carolina Panthers. George uh, Seifert. Yeah, some, but I, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun to make fun of George Seifert because he was a coaching legend before he came to Carolina and ruined his, his, uh, his record, his win-loss. He just got old. He probably just got old and just couldn't hey. relate to the players. Anymore. Yeah, I, I, I think the game passed him by. Absolutely. Yeah, so and, and, the, and the players and the players hated him too. Like I, I've actually heard players say, tell me how much they didn't like playing for George. No, yeah. So it, it's not. It wasn't fun to make fun of Ron Rivera because he was a two-time coach of the year, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to make fun of John Fox. Like the only thing we could say about John Fox was it, it was it is what it is. But and it, you know what? I actually like that about John Fox because I say that all the time because it's true. Hey, it is what it is. So. It wasn't fun to make fun of any of those guys. Matt Rule, boy. But Matt, Matt, Matt Rule gives you content. He gives you stuff to make fun of. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he, he, he makes this interesting. He makes, yeah, he, 
keeping up with them interesting. It, it's I'm not gonna say that. Let me let me shut up. Let me shut up. No, go ahead, say it. Say it, man. Hey man, hey man, it's just us. Yeah, we just chilling. <laughs> it was kind of like the last president where you just like <laughs> what's happening next. Like you like, oh, what's what's about to happen? No, hey, but like, but like, but like I'm gonna be honest with you. Some days I forget we have a president. Nothing eventful happens, and so like, yeah. I kind of missed that content a little bit, but not. I, I'm just stopping. no. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we, I, I get what you're saying. I, 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 cycle. Yeah, we need. I, we haven't had that in a Panthers coach. Uh, it may be in ever. So yeah, the, the one thing you say about Matt Rule, he never keeps it boring. It, it's never boring with Matt Rule. Like every week no. is like something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he always has a look on his face too. Like, well, like I don't know. Like my fault. What? <laughs> What are y'all playing? What are you doing? Like, what, what am I doing here? My coach in the NFL game? DBO. So, uh, DBO. DBO, bro. DBO. Don't yeah, be the sales. DBO, man. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be interesting to see, like, when the Panthers lose their first game. Like, who, who's he going to throw under the bus? Like, oh, is he going to throw Baker Mayfield Somebody gets rode under the Charlotte Metro. It's going to be bodies full of just under the bus. Y'all know the old bus station downtown? (laughs) (laughs) They just going to have to, that's going to be the Matt Rule dead body storage area. (laughs) 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 Charlotte knows what to do with the bus station. They're just going to Use it for uh, whoever Matt Rule throws under the bus. Every. The, yeah, the Matt Rule graveyard is. Uh, who, 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 uh, can, can you find the last offensive coordinator there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last, all, yeah, he, yep. Last defensive coordinator. Last, just, just bodies, man. I heard, I heard James Borrego was on. You know, never mind. Anybody, um, anybody else got any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, I think that that that's gonna do it for. Yeah, thank y'all for joining us for this kind of impromptu. Yeah, uh, man, random right on the weekly thing. We were just like, oh, we gotta we gotta hop on. We couldn't wait till Sunday to talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I'm sure some other shit will happen between now and Sunday. I swear to God, the last three shows we've all said, man, the Hornets are gonna give us something to talk about. It, look, Sunday. We we uh, we're, we're probably aiming to take Sunday off, but I predict by the time Sunday comes around, the Charlotte Hornets will give us something else to talk about. I will bet on it. I will bet on it, y'all. Hey, this is some somebody said Mitch just woke up from his nap. So, uh, <laughs> yep, that's right. He took his meds for the day. Um, he's 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 ready. He's ready to. He, he went for his power walk around Concord. Yeah, I mean, honestly, realistically. They've got to do something about Miles Bridges' situation. They just can't um, uh, just sit there and let it fester. Hey, let, go ahead, Rodney. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. <laughs> you need to, like, like, like in, their, in, the, in their instance, they need to do their due diligence. They need to wait to see what happens. I, I know he has a court day coming up. Yeah, they, I will say they, that. They, they need to see if that girl's going to file charges. I think she should, but sometimes they don't. That, that, yeah. that's, that's just that's just me talking, me spitballing. But I think if, if he happen? ends up dropping the charges or taking a settlement, I think the Charlotte Hornets will retain Miles Bridges, and everyone will be mad 
and then forget about it next year. Rodney, no, what you saying? I, 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 I'm, me personally, I, I can't forget about stuff like that. No, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't either. But but what what I think will happen is is he will get some type of suspension probably, and a lengthy the, one. And, and, the, and the Hornets will, will, will he'll play under he'll play under the uh, the uh, qualifying offer, and then yeah. and, and then essentially they'll make a hard line. Look, you got to change your circle. You need counseling. Yeah. And you need to do these things in order for us to secure a future because what what would absolutely be devastating is if you cut ties with him, the girl doesn't press charges, he found not guilty, whatever, and you lose him for nothing, essentially. Like I wish I, I at this point I kinda wish the, the uh commissioner would come out and say, Hey, uh we're gonna put you on the on the exemption list. The Hornets could like just sit you for a while until mm-hmm. On out, and yeah. even if we could just trade him for something, a second round pick or something, I'd rather get something for him than just to cut ties like fully. Like I, 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 I understand the outrage to cut ties. I, I perfectly do. It's like it's just gonna be hard to get something for him because no yeah. team really wants really wants to deal with that situation. However, Kaza, I did I? I gotta be honest, man. I always feel like there's some really, really downtrodden franchise, even worse than us, that'll say, you know what, man? We the Knicks can take Miles Bridges in a second. You, you mean to tell me the Sacramento Kings wouldn't take Miles Bridges in a heartbeat? You mean to tell me the Knicks wouldn't do it? I'm telling you this now. The Lakers would do it in a heartbeat. It'll be it, it'll be LeBron James's mentorship reclamation project. Oh, reclamation project. Oh, my God. Could you imagine those headlines? Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're right about that. Please don't let that happen. Oh my God, please don't let that happen. Detroit can't. Detroit can't take Miles Bridges because now he's closer to his element. Yep, and and, and, and then on top of that, Miles is a clutch client. Lakers are basically a clutch team. Yeah, like, no doubt. They will try to fix things for him to work it out. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's 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 so unfortunate. Like, the signs were there with a lot of stuff, and. I, I I I really hope that girl is okay. I hope the child is okay. That's my yeah. main concern. But the kids. At the end of the day, man, that that's just unacceptable, Miles. Like, no matter how angry somebody makes you, man or woman, you don't put your hands on people, especially women. I, I got a I got a random thought, man, because you 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 brought up clutch sports. And, you know, Jeannie Buss just sent out this kind of cryptic tweet, and, and a lot of people are thinking it's, it's aimed at LeBron. I, I was, I hope, Danny, if you're still on, man, please chime in on this, because I would love to hear your thoughts on this, man. Are we getting to a point where general managers may be tired of dealing with clutch clients? May, and maybe our client, Miles, client, but our player, Miles Bridges. I just wonder yeah. if that's a thing yet. You know what I mean? I, I think, I don't know if it's just clutch clients. I think it's NBA players as a whole. In general. <laughs> the CBA in the NBA is far more progressive towards players than it is in any other league, in any yeah, other North American sports league. Uh, the CBA is more for the players. Um, and because of that, it allows them to get away with stuff that previously they could not. You, you don't have this Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant situation 10 years ago. You just don't. 
Right. And when you have players that can exert that kind of pressure on franchises um, in order to get around rules that are created in order to keep the game uh, balanced, then it, it creates a lot of heartache. The reason that we have restricted free agency and max deals and salary caps is so that players can't do like Kyrie Irving and say, you know what? I don't want to play for you guys. I'm not going to play. You got to trade me to one of these three teams. It's, Woods, not, it's not supposed to work like that. Woods, and, 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 and when it comes around for the next CBA negotiation, you best believe they're going to use, the owners are going to use Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. They're going to oh, use yeah. that against the players. Because, like, wow, basically, why are we paying y'all to not play so much? I'm, I'm, <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm going to let you go. Go ahead. You go. No, but just, just one more thing. Uh, I'll, the, only, the only other thing I was going to say is, you got Adam Silver who came out and, and publicly said uh, not enough, uh, uh, too many of our stars are not playing. You, you think the owners didn't hear that? You know what I mean? So they're going to use all that against these players in the next negotiation. I'm going to say more so Ben Simmons than Kyrie. Ben Simmons just signed the extension that just kicked in. And, I mean, it's – it's. Uh, I, I don't, he had a legit – looks like he had a legit back issue, whatever, he had back surgery. And stuff like that, and but you're never going to you're never going to get rid of players' leverage in the NBA. Um, if a player is powerful in the NBA, they're going to use their leverage. Unfortunately, that's that that's just how the NBA is kind of structured, where, 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 where the players have just as much or, or, or equal power to the owner as well. Um, and, and, and and unfortunately, players look at how you treat other players. If you make it difficult for a player or whatnot in your organization, you get that reputation, and you got to wear that in the league. So yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 a double edged sword. Uh, I don't think that Genie Bus though. Here's the thing: it's it's hard to destroy the LA Lakers. They're L, they're LA. It, no matter yeah. what happens, they're always going to be. They're only going to be out of the picture for like this long, and then they're back to being a contending team. Ben Simmons, and this just may be just a circumstance of the James Harden trade, but he really didn't leave Philly in a worse spot than they were. But Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have ruined the Brooklyn Nets. They're they're ruined now. They they came they came to Brooklyn with the the intent, or it seemed, that we're gonna come here and we're gonna build a contending team. Me, Kevin Durant, and then James Harden, and we're gonna build a championship contending team to beat the LeBrons and the Steph Currys. And then things don't quite go their way. So they fire the coach. You know, <laughs> they just get rid of him. They bring in an inexperienced – I love Steve Nash, but I don't even think that he like, – like, why would you hire him? But clearly they hired him because they felt, okay, he's a former player and the players will be able to exert some kind of influence over him, unlike uh, Kenny Atkinson. So then they end up not even playing. Now, Kevin Durant – did have to deal with injury, but Kyrie Irving uh, just, I, you know, he, he had his own reasons. Then the James Harden thing happens, and it the team just falls apart. So now, instead of sticking it out and saying, you know what, okay, we're going to try that? No, they didn't. No, they're like, you know, I'm out of here. I, this Ooh, is the, I'm out. So, now, so now the Nets are going to have to be forced 
to make a deal that they probably that's probably not going to be favorable to them in order to get rid of these superstars. Maybe not. They're going to be able. You're going to be able to get a lot for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But essentially, you're rebuilding the team. You're going to be given just a lot of players who might not want to be there. You're going to have to rework so many deals. You've left that franchise in a far worse place than they were before you even got there. Remember, they were a playoff team before. I mean, they made the playoffs once with Kevin Durant and lost to the Bucks. But before that, they had made a, a you know playoff appearance with a far inferior roster. So I think teams are going to look at that. They're going to be like, man, we can't have Kyrie Irving coming and destroying our franchise like he did Brooklyn. I think that's all Jay yeah. is saying. Yeah. All right. I got to get out of here, guys. Any shout-outs to anybody? Uh, shout out to uh, High Speed Chases, uh, Grand Theft Auto, the Charlotte Edition, Grand Theft Auto, uh, <laughs> Queen City. Uh, Kyle, did you see the High Speed Chase, man? Yeah, man. I, it's, I don't know what we're doing in this city. This is it's, uh, I don't know what we're doing in this country, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say that like, like everywhere is going up right now. Uh, stay in your house, stay to yourself, stay with the people that you know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, shout. Shout at the United States of America again. I didn't go out. I didn't do anything. I, I'm, you know, I'm not really big on celebrating Fourth of July for various reasons. But one of the things actually that we normally do is we'll drive around, we'll put the top down, and we'll just check out all the fireworks around. We'll just drive around Charlotte. We didn't even do that this year because I'm like, first of all, I'm not trying to get shot uh, on Fourth of July. I mean, to, I mean, how crazy is it that we have a mass shooting on in the Fourth of July? How, what the hell? What the hell? Well, I don't even know what to say. What the hell? Uh, and that also sparks a bigger debate. If you're not from the city, you, you're not from, then don't say you're from there. A lot of people are saying that shooting happened in Chicago. It happened 50 miles away. That was not a Chicago thing because now people are just going to use this narrative. You know, they, all they do is shoot each other up in Chicago. Right. It right. didn't happen in Chicago. It didn't happen in right. Chicago. It's like saying, when someone's like, that's Chicago metro area. Okay. Uh, York is the Charlotte metro area. Is York Charlotte? Is Rock Hill no. Charlotte? No. No, 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 no. No places are not Charlotte. It's the same thing. Stop saying. Stop saying that. It wasn't Chicago. I, I, I just, I just, I don't have a shout at or a shout out. I just have a closing question. Um, so you can shoot up people at a festival and not get shot in the back sixty times. That's that's amazing to me, but I, I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. God, God bless America. I, I'm going to listen to this new Matt Rule album. I'll let y'all know uh, if it's hot. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Shout out to the senator from Rhode Island. Uh, you have my vote. I will be moving. I, I, I'm in love. Just I'm in love. love. I'm in love. I, I, what's her name? Do you have her name again? No, just the... the, I just yeah. the also, uh, I heard a rumor... Vince, I heard a rumor that Vince is growing his beard back. So, <laughs> if that's the case, come back to the show, brother. We miss you. Yeah, you, so beard, yeah, you got the beard back. It'll be like old times, man. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us, man. This has been a fun pop-up show. Yes. Y'all take care. We'll see y'all Sunday. Yeah, probably. Peace, y'all. <laughs>